Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording for the first, second day of February in the middle of basketball. Um, in, in the middle of a six-game win streak now? Is that what we're at? Six-game win streak. Mick is over 700 for his UCLA tenure. Um, and it's looking good. I, it's, uh, I mean, I feel great where we're at right now um, with a big game looming. But I like where we're at. I'm enjoying this. This is a fun uh, mid-season progress. It's it's definitely a good spot to be in. Um, I mean, we're just uh, we're just rolling right now, and despite some injuries and some COVID stuff we're uh, dealing with. But other than that, um, which we'll get into in a little bit, but the team is playing very very well. Um, and it's it's good to see them playing um, at that that level now that they that we're used to um, from last tournament. But uh, let's just jump into it. So we we had the Bay Area schools come visit last week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Cal came in on Thursday night, and you know we made. Um, basically mincemeat out of them. We defended very well. We played um, with a high level of energy and intensity. Um, and we were able to basically shut them down for both halves. I think they scored, I want to say in the 50s. I forget the score now. Um, Correct, 57. In 57. And I think we have now held the last three or four opponents under 60 points. Um, which is an incredible stat to think about uh, defensively. I mean, we're just clamping down on guys. Um, Andre Kelly, who had an insane game against us the first time, um, we were able to really kind of keep him in check this time and limited his damage. Um, and we had a very comfortable 24-point win. Um and that was also without Johnny, uh, keep in mind. So as we all know, Johnny um, tested positive for COVID uh, that morning, I believe, um, and was not unable to play, obviously, that game. Um, so we were, we were Johnny-less, we were Jalen Clark-less, um, and we were still able to handle, handle a fairly hapless Cal team um, that gave us a good game against them at, uh, at Haas um, pretty easily. Um, I want to shout out uh, Haquez came back in that game, played really well, really carried some of the offensive load. But um, the other person I want to shout out for both of these games um, is Jake Kaiman who has really, really stepped up um, in this void of missing Johnny and missing Jalen and later missing Jaime when we get to the Stanford game, um, and is really playing good basketball for us. He is uh, scoring. He's playing pretty solid defense. He's hustling. Um, and you could see it on the court, like he wants to be out there and he absolutely belongs. And I think this is a testament to 
a guy who is putting in work behind the scenes and knew his number was going to get called at some point and that's all paying off. Uh, and I think that's rare to see, uh, especially these days in college basketball and college athletics in general, where, you know, transferring out is so much easier. Um, and for a guy like Jake, who's absolutely talented enough to be playing um, at a different school and maybe even starting at other places, um, and for him to stay and keep developing and, you know, step up when the, his uh, name is called is... Um, really fun to watch so um shout out to him but yeah pretty easy win um and it was uh it was good to see them kind of breeze through um that game but then we move on to Stanford and um you want to talk about Stanford I I think you missed two things from um you already praised Kaiman uh real quick on Kaiman and I'm gonna go over two things is that Kaiman's step back was just saucy I was like God, what is he? Oh my gosh, right? Like money. And the feeling I got watching him was like, all right, this guy is clearly practicing. Uh, you know, this is this is the beauty of depth, right? Is that you got guys on your team that just get better on the bench. And we all, we, we remember that Washington game that Kaiman had where he, he just went off, you know, a year or so ago. What year? Was that his freshman year? I think that was his freshman year. I think so. Yeah, and, and Cronin's first year. But... So we've seen it. He can have scoring bursts, but the the type of control that he had was really impressive. And it, and to your point, like another school, I was thinking, I was like, this is the type of player that if he played for UCSB or Pepperdine, he would just go off on us just randomly, you know, in those early season games, and we'd be like, who the hell is that guy, you know? So it's good to have him on our bench rather than on the other side, and it's good that we were able to deploy him. You know, in 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 this situation, uh, and clearly, you know, we're we're big supporters of the Kaiman family. They they've been awesome Bruins. So it was it was a joy to see for many reasons. But other thing is the the student crowd was great. I mean, the air ball consistently yelling. You could hear that on TV. <laughs> and then Tisovich. Yeah, that was awesome because you could just hear it on TV, and you're like, wow. This is the type of pettiness I need in my life, uh, and to hold it against them, the consistency was great. And then uh, last, we cannot forget Stong's three. I mean, a hell of a shot. Yes. And and that you know that was just kind of icing on the cake. It was it, it was beautiful to see. Uh, you know, we have these games where our guys who are even walk-ons can have their moments, and that become the story of the game. Like outside of everything. Uh, we have these, you know, Cal's not a, a complete pushover, but it's a team that we can be like this, and we can have our walk-ins come in and have their moments because that's, that's what helps the team going forward. Pauly was more hyped for the Stong 3 um, than they were for the entirety of both the Arizona and Villanova games combined. Yeah, so that was that was awesome to see with Cal. It was like one of those... Okay, we're worried we're gonna have a, a trap game, but it ended up being you know another celebration by the end of it, um, and it was cool. It's it's good for building momentum, and it was the exact performance we needed after an emotional game against Arizona only two days before, um, and that's what made it impressive. But even further, we you know on the other side of town we had a Stanford team that 
gave it to USC. I mean, they were in a battle, and they already had beaten USC, and they seemed to just have the mental edge on that team. So, But even with that, we knew what was coming in was a strong, tall team with uh, probably the best uh, or best-performing Pac-12 freshman um, and maybe even potentially a borderline lottery pick uh, by the end of the season in Harrison Ingram. And then they had Delaire and, and and whatnot. So we were expecting a battle for this game. I know you weren't able to watch it because of personal events and whatnot. And personal being a celebration. I was at a wedding. He was at a wedding. So it wasn't anything uh, dire, but, you know, a little service. But I watched that game from throughout. And it, you know, it was one of those games you just realized our team was tired. But you were just so impressed by how much we disrupted this Stanford team, who again's on the you know they're in the back half of a, a two game, two road trip to LA and they seem to be in a battle with USC. But I was very impressed with our defense. I mean, our offense at some points was horrid, but this speaks to the message that Mick had sent to our team after Gonzaga, after before Gonzaga against Bellarmine. And what he saw coming with Gonzaga, and in 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 telling these guys like there's gonna be nights that our shots don't fall, and if that's the case, then we're heading to the NIT. Like we're not we're not winning, you know. And and this was that type of night where our guys' legs were just so tired. I mean, Jules needs you know again some praise because he's been consistent, and 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 since the Arizona game, he's he's picked it up. And he carried the weight this time around because Hawkes hurt himself again. He tweaked it. He tweaked his ankle, as we saw. Uh, and and nothing, you know, aggressive. It's just one of those things. You you're jumping slightly, and then the player's foot comes by, and and, and it happens with these ankle injuries that are already susceptible of being reaggravated. That's what happens, but Jules picked it up. I mean, Tiger had a nine-assist game and, you know, four-for-eight shooting. He didn't shoot well from the three, but that's fine because he was effective everywhere else. Our team felt like we had a few more turnovers than we we should have, like air, uncharacteristic turnovers from Tiger, but we still stayed below our average at nine, um, and our average being 9.7 before this game. And it was just great to see us just muster up a win and hold this team, number one, to 18 points at the half, which is uh, probably one of the best, I would say, first-half defensive uh, performances we've seen since the Howland teams uh, when they were rolling, um, you know, in the, in the 07, 08 year, and the 08, uh, yeah, in that year. But with that... Um, uh, you know, I was just extremely proud with these guys. Like, it was not the prettiest game, and the refs obviously made their impression, and they injected to make sure they called ticky-tack fouls on, on either side. But, man, Stanford was out of source. 25% from the field and 15 from three is something that uh, you, you definitely can't attribute just to them having an off night. That was clearly us um, playing excellent defense. Yeah, I, I was able to watch some of the, the highlights, and um, I was partially watching through the replay. Um, and it was, it, it, I, I completely agree with you, you know, shorthanded, we did look tired, but 
we did, you know, we were able to keep kind of the intensity up. And, and Stanford, again, is not only tall, but they do have some talent. Um, you know, Harrison Ingram is a very good guard. Um, Dallaire is, is good, is a good player. Um, and, and James Keefe on their team has been stepping up and been pretty, pretty effective down low for them. But it's... Um, yeah, it was it was good to see them grind that out um, to a pretty hefty win. Um, it's 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 what we were expecting from Mick Cronin teams, right? Like, if uh, we're not, we won't always be offensively um, a juggernaut, but we should always expect to be able to at least grind teams into dust on the defensive side, and that's kind of what we saw against um, Stanford there. Um, it's um, and again, just being shorthanded. Really, when you think about it, not only are we down for that game, especially Johnny, Jaime, and Jalen, but we also, have, for the majority of the season or all of the season, um, are down Will McClendon and Mac Etienne. So we were really down five players that that game, um, and I know McClendon probably wasn't going to be a huge contributor contributor this year but again that's another guy that's talented that could have played in that kind of situation Mac is a as a very talented player as we saw last year as a freshman slash basically high school senior step in and play big minutes for us so um it it is a testament of of this team that they can step up and be able to to win pretty handily over over decent teams um, by playing good defense and, and executing. Um, and again, shout out to Kaiman for those uh, those saucy mid-range shots. Um, I know his three-pointer wasn't falling as consistently as he um, probably wanted to or that us as fans are used to, but he was able to still get points by, you know, getting into the um, inside the arc and, and show off some some nifty footwork and and moves to to score some mid-range shots so um he looked dare i say juzang-esque in some of those um i think that's fair with some of those shots what i think that's fair from what i saw like when he moved to the midi he was looking good (laughs) yeah um yeah he he's he's been impressive so shout out to him um but now we move on to uh, another entirely different beast. Um, another another game against Arizona within basically a week. Um, and this time in Tucson, this is going to be another big challenge. But uh, how, are, how are you feeling about this game? I, um, you know, I, I'm I'm comparing it to last game where I knew the circumstances is that it was between a, two big road trips for both of us, uh, and for that last game, I was a little bit more optimistic in being a battle, thought it would be a close one, and partially being a toss-up, and I still thought Arizona was going to pull it off, but with this one... Um, I I I'm I'm expecting Arizona to give us a hell of a game. I think Kerr is going to not go 0 for 12. Uh I'm expecting Ben 
could have a better game. Um, but I can also see, I think Kerr is objective. I mean, I guess he can only go up from here. But uh, he's going to have a better game. Um, it looks like Tobilis has a high ankle sprain, so I don't even know if they're going to continue playing him. It's very strange how they're handling uh, his injury because, um, and not very strange, but it looks like it's just developing on in terms of what they're figuring out. And his impact is very important to it. And I, I, if we can contain Coloco the way we did before, where we're limiting him just to lobs, I think we have a fair chance. I think my concern is like we do need a better score than we did against Stanford and even Cal. And because Jaquez provided that boost against Cal, and uh, the fact that he re-injured his ankle against Stanford means I wouldn't bet on it, and he's still TBD for the game from what I've seen. Um, but Juzang comes back and he didn't, you know, he didn't have these last two games of reps, but in a weird way, the, the rest, which would be 10 days might actually be beneficial to him as long as he was still training. Um, and hopefully he's in, he's in go mode. I expect a big game from Juzang, um, in terms of scoring, I'm just, I'm not expecting the defensive effort we had last time, uh, us being on the road, um, not, not necessarily knowing who, you know, if Hawkes is going to be there, um, which means Singleton will probably start. Uh, and if we have a lineup of Tiger, Singleton, Jules, Juzang, and and Riley, I, I'm just a little concerned how that... This is assuming Juzang is playing. Yeah, and I mean, the last report we saw is that he was supposed to resume practice as of today. Is that right? Or is it... As long as he tested negative, uh, he was eligible to start practicing today um, since he was asymptomatic. Um, he was an asymptomatic positive case, um, meaning that under, I believe, CDC guidelines, he could uh, quarantine for five days and come back as soon as he tests negative. So today is the first day he can uh, be eligible to practice again um, under the, the current rules and and health guidelines. So I don't know. I have not seen or heard anything about how the test result went yesterday, um, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing with uh, UCLA right now. Who knows? They don't really talk about uh, COVID cases, but I'm assuming we should find out something today, Yeah. Um, whether or not he's back. And that still gives, um, yeah, So he basically should be should know today. I, I think things trending is, as we expect. Juzang is going to be back, and I think we're going to have a hell of a game. Uh, I like that we have the mental edge on Arizona. Um, so I think it's going to be a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose this one to Arizona. It has that feeling that Arizona is going to be well-rested versus the last time. They're going to be at home. Clearly, these guys are shook when they play in poly, um, but they play like a completely different team at home. And, uh, you know, they had a battle against Arizona State um, until, like, the last 10 minutes, and, and that's a rival or whatnot. So I expect it to be similar, but if, if we can get a hell of a game out of Juzang, if, you know, Tiger again just continues to be the, the, the steadiness of the team, we're, we're going to be right in it. I expect it to be a close game. Um, but, uh, a, you know, a couple scored wins by Arizona, meaning like four to five points. Unlike Here's what I'll say about our team. I don't think we're afraid to go play in the Kale Center. Um, 
I th- believe we have the longest active win streak. We do. I in McHale history. Yeah. Um. So I I mean, we we've seen less talented teams than the, our current one go into McHale Center and beat them there. Um, we just seem to not get phased by that building. Um. And probably because it's you know, it's a second rate building. Um. It's uh, it's just Arizona, but I, I I I do think we like you said we have the mental edge. I completely agree with you about this being a very close game. Um, I will say, having seen some of that ASU Arizona game, Arizona just looks off right now. Um, and not to say that they won't get it together for us. I think they will, but. Uh, we we seem to have thrown them off kilter from that first game, um, and I think a little bit of that is has to do with inexperience. They're a very young team, but it it did seem like they just were a little off kilter. And if we can kind of throw you know that wrench back into their offensive uh, flow like we did the first game, I think we can still win. We can win this game. I do agree. Where if we do win this game, it is not going to be by sixteen points. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Kerr is Kreese is not going to go zero for twelve. Um, but I, I, but I do think we can still grind out a win here if we play, you know, like we did last time, um, and just kind of make it an ugly game and slow it down and not let that team get in an offensive rhythm. Uh, I, I think that is really the key with this team because they, they really only know how to play one way, um, and that is to you know get out and transition and be quick and, and execute their, their offense that way. They do not know how to play offense in a slow half-court type game. I, we saw that last time we played them, and it completely... You know, made them dysfunctional on offense. Um, so I think we we just need to stick to that game plan and then, you know, hope that we get Jaime and and Juzang back for this game. Um, we already know Jalen Clark will not be playing um, due to his second concussion. Um, but getting those two guys back is going to be key for this game. And I think you know uh, Jaime, I I would wager will be back unless it is something very very serious with his ankle but i i think he's going to be back um this is not a game that i think he's gonna sit back and say yeah i can miss this like this is this is the perfect type of game for him to want to step up um and and i think johnny will you know barring a a negative or positive result will also be back hopefully so um yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun game. Um, and I, I think we we can play a little bit, you know, um, free and loose here just because we know we've beaten them. We know we can beat them. Um, and not only beat them, but beat them pretty handily when we were, you know, an alleged underdog. And again... If you look at the point spread, we're in a, a, an underdog again this game. Um, with I think last time I checked, Ken Palm had given us like a twenty-seven percent chance of winning this game. 
Um, and we know this team likes that underdog mentality because they've literally said that. I think Jaime last week after they beat Arizona said that literally that we like being the underdogs and we feed off of that. Um, and I expect nothing less here that we are going to feed off of that that energy um, and that hate that Arizona fans were, are going to throw at us. And I think that's going to help us um, play a good game, but it is going to be close. Um, and I think it's going to be a good game. Um, if Hami's back, I feel better about our chances. It swings all the way back to us winning by like three or four. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, and, and I truly think that he, I, I don't, unless his ankle is literally just like completely shot or the doctors have assessed it and have told him that, you know, if he plays on it, it's going to cause lasting damage, in which case I don't think McCronin will let him play. But if it is a tweak and it is just going to be a little uncomfortable, I just, I don't see him sitting out for that. I think the TVD is based on how, if it swells after the, the, the plane ride, you know, it's going to be something like that. Like they're going to be. And we've had, after. he's had four or five days of rest down too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, to your point, there's a good chance he'll be back, and, and we'll see. It's going to be a hell of a game. Um, I would like it. You know, I would find this even sweet if we win as the third seed. As I know we're the underdog to some analytics and all that, but they, they, to the writers, they think we are a better team, and, and that's when the, that's what's on the screen. And if we win this game, you know, it, it just continues putting us, solidifying our spot with the top five teams in the country and being a high two seed and possibly a one going into a tournament. So it all helps our positioning, um, you know, which comes down the line later. This is a, it's not necessarily, you know, the climax of the season in terms of games that we need to win because we afforded. You know, granted, we won last week. That helps our case, and we continue beating other teams. But it will kind of just just help our momentum moving forward, and give us some cushion in the event that we do slip up and have one more loss. Um, so it it has. I mean, it's a big game for many reasons, given its rivalry. But given what's at stake with the tournament and both teams being uh, top ten teams, it even has more implications, which is fun to see. You know, and this, I think both of these, all these players know that and they do a really good job. Our team, at least, does a really good job at, you know, putting that all to the side and just going out to hoop. So I'm excited to see it. Can't wait for this game. Yeah. And I did see there was a, on Twitter yesterday, and I can't find it now, but someone had run kind of a statistical analysis of, I think, of the last 10 championship games or championship teams. Um, and there are about 10 stat, um, statistical categories that um, those teams were elite in. And currently there's like five teams that, that, that um, have all 10 of those st- um, stat categories in that elite level. Um, it was UCLA and Arizona and I think Gonzaga and Kansas, if I remember correctly, um, indicating that there was a very high likelihood that one of these teams would end up winning the championship. Um, So it is that kind of game. I mean, these are teams that are 
you know, looking for uh, for a banner and are capable of, of a banner. Um, and and it is nice to see UCLA kind of show up in that that statistical analysis and um, pointing in the right direction. I think one thing that we have over a team like Arizona um, is that level of of seniority and experience that. Um, you know, when when there's a tough game, you're in a close game, we don't panic. We've been there. It's just like any other game, um, and then these guys know what to do versus I think we saw that I get with, with Arizona last week. When um, things are tough, um, there's a little bit of, of panic and, and, you know, shot rushing and turnovers and not really kind of knowing how to handle that moment. Um, and that was uh, there was no better poster boy for that than Kirk Creesa. Yeah, um, seeing him go for twelve last week was one of the greatest joys of my life, and that is that is a sign of inexperience. Like the dude was rattled, and it was glorious. Yeah, and I will laugh at that game every single time I see it, because um, he is so damn annoying. Otherwise, <laughs> he's on that list with Timmy. But even then, Timmy gives you a little bit of swagger that you like. I can't hate, you know. But and Timmy backs it up. He, I mean, like yeah. What, what he he's he's earned the right to be that that villain, right? Creso, like yeah, he's had a good season, but come on, you go for twelve. Sit the fuck down. I hope we have uh, someone in the crowd from the Bruins that reminds them of that. Just a little, you know, a little sign. <laughs> oh, I I you know they're talking trash on the court. I I hope somebody's just in his ear the whole time. Yeah. I. Who do you think are biggest trash talkers on the court? Um, well, it's definitely not Tiger, Juzang, or Hawkes. Uh, I, I mean, I, obviously, I think Clark is up there. Singleton seems to be getting in people's faces, which I, which I really like. Um, the other guys, I think, are a bit quiet um, on that end, and that's who they make their are. I would assume Clark. I- but and then Watson, once he gets into it, I mean, clearly he, that stare down. Once he gets into form, I think he's going to be talking a lot of shit. He just has it. Out. You know, I feel like who I feel like talks a lot of trash when he's on the court, Kenny Nuba. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that dude. He's like so goofy and like good natured, but when he's on the track, when he's on the court, he probably like says stuff in like such a nice way, but it's probably so underhanded. Definitely. Like, I can just see that from him. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then, but the person hears it is not even, they're like, dang, you just gave it to me, but I still like that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, that even throws him off even more. It's like, wait, how am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I mean, and not to be remiss, we do have a, a Arizona State team that follows on Saturday. Um, I mean, to them, they just... They're having a disaster of a season uh, with everything that's happening with the suspension, and that's kind of subsiding now. But I mean, they, I don't know, man. They're I got I think they're one of the most disappointing teams in the conference this season. And Colorado's starting to give them a run for their money, given Colorado's dealing with injuries. So we're gonna give them a pass. Yeah, they're not good though. I I would put my money on Colorado to rebound more than Arizona State this season, just because. I think Tad Boyle is a um, 
more known quantity, and and I think he's a very good coach. Yeah. Um, and I, I but Hurley, what is going on? What what are you, uh, what are we expecting? Because this team is clearly athletic, see, and I'm not sure talented in the sense of, of of skills of playing basketball, but they they can get hot and. And that's a little concerning, but they just don't seem to put it together, especially on a defensive end. They're they're a scary team for me, uh, just because win or lose this weekend, or sorry, on Thursday, like going into Tempe to have to play them, I think is a little scary, just because I think we're going to be put it all out on the court Thursday, and then we just need to have enough left in the tank to be able to handle ASU on the road. Even though they're not good, they haven't been playing well, they're not super well coached, like, that is the type of team that are, we're the type of team that they're going to get up against, right? And, like, if they can try to knock us off, like, that is a big turning point for them, and that's something they can build off of. And, you know, we have that target on our backs. Um, So we just need to be prepared for that. Um, It's very easy to overlook them, especially since we have... um, SC scheduled after them a few days, but like we just need to not shit the bed here um, and come out of this this weekend with preferably two wins. But at the bare minimum, we need to be the ASU. Like we just need to, because um, that would be a very bad loss. Let's not forget we so have Stanford we'll, after actually. Um, do we? Oh, there's the makeup game. Yeah. So I forgot about that. I mean, this is yeah, this is a four game. I would say it's a three game road trip because USC's not. We're gonna be back in LA on right after Stanford, so it's not really a road trip, and no one shows up to Galen Center. We'll probably have more fans, but um, to to thinking about going, you should. Um, I hate that place, but I know. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I I do think I agree with you. I mean, let's not forget they had moments where they got hot. And they did that against USC, which is a very different team from how we play. But, uh, yeah, they were going on a scoring tear, and they just kind of flattened out. And that's what I've seen with these games. Like, they, this happened with Arizona as well. They're in a battle all the way up, as I mentioned earlier. And it's one of those things where we just have to make sure, even if we're in a battle with them, we put them away. Um, because losing to a possibly 6-13 and 13 team is, is not ideal. At all, yeah, would not be would not be good, um, especially for our net and Ken Palm followers. They would be pretty upset. Right, I I think we'll be okay and we'll handle them. But you know, it's just something to to call out and something to be a little concerned about, knowing that this game is following Arizona. I would have preferred for our game against Arizona to be on Saturday, personally. Um, how that wasn't a Saturday primetime game is beyond me. Like, this just goes to show that the Pac-12 is still inept uh, with their scheduling. Um, but that is a completely other different topic and a, for a different time that I will uh, not get into right now. That'll be off season. We'll have a Pac-12 <laughs> scheduling episode. Oh, God. We're gonna need multiple. Yeah, um, but yeah, basketball is is humming, uh, minus a few possible just looming 
injuries that seem to be happening to every team in the country, to be honest. I'm watching all these games, and there's someone key that's missing from this team. Baylor's going through it. Um, uh, Kansas didn't even have their star player yesterday. Colorado, I mean, they got destroyed by Washington State on Sunday um, after having four, four scholarship players available. So, um, you know, while things are happening to us, and we do have a very tough style of playing, which is, you know makes you prone to injuries when you play tough defense. Uh, I think we're doing all right, and I mean our result is, is even better. So I'm hoping that we can extend the streak, get out of this weekend, um, and you know, luckily, hopefully, we're on an eight-game win streak come Monday. That's the hope. That's the hope, and I think if we we sweep this weekend, like. That is the conference. I agree. Um, that is the toughest part, and I think we win the conference um, this year. Yeah, but Assu- barring gotta... no major collapse with the you know remaining schedule, but I agree. Right, but but I think this is the 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 toughest kind of gauntlet we're going through, um, and it'll um, yeah it'll dictate kind of who wins the conference in many ways so uh yeah it's a it's an exciting time um looking forward to this game tomorrow and uh already already blocked off a couple of minutes early for my calendar so i can get get set up and um you know exhale a little bit and do some breathing exercises because i'll be sweating and be a nervous wreck by then um but yeah, it should be should be a fun one. Should be hopefully a good weekend. Yes, sir. Um, and what else is going on in the sports world? I know our girls team had kind of a, sh- a struggle with the weekend. Um, yeah, they they're cancel a game, losing to Stanford. Not Stanford, Arizona. I mean, they started out really hot. Let's not. I mean, let's give them credit there. But obviously, things wore down. And then they had to cancel Oregon, and then we lost to an Oregon State team, which is a pretty good team. It feels like they're falling apart, and that's sadly due to injuries mostly. I mean, there's a, they're playing with like six or seven players at any given moment, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's not ideal. Um, yeah. Um, your tennis is going. I haven't really kept up with it yet. Um Golf, women's golf has started off, and men's golf. Um, there's a big gymnastics meet against Utah on Friday. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if uh, all the issues there have been resolved, but it has been a little quiet on that front. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, baseball and softball are... are um, starting off soon, so that'll be fun. Baseball's having an alumni um, game as well. On Saturday, yeah. Uh, that's always always a fun one to go to if you're in the area. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on with. Uh, Although a big game, a, a big match, uh, women's water polo is playing USC, so keep an eye on that. As obviously we love to beat our crosstown rivals. And we're ranked two, mm-hmm. I believe. Correct. There you go. 
Uh, yeah, a lot, lot, lot going on with uh, UCLA sports, but um, yeah, right now it's a, it's basketball season for the most part. Yeah, and big game tomorrow, so tune in. And um, and other than that, we're gonna sign off, and we'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Alrighty, go Bruins. Go Bruins.